0: All right, Jeff. Let's get into some more of these questions in. I want to the set comments. this
1: straight, though. By the way, I didn't come up with Rake. Rake was actually a Seattle nickname. They they gave him that name, and so whenever he came over, he no, just came we- with that nickname. We, we fleeced
0: them for that, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, they weren't happy when I said that about the Luis
0: Castillo deal. I know they weren't. <laughs> you were in trouble. You are a naughty boy as far as they concerned. Listen, Reds win 77. Still on this outfield thing. Signing of free agents, Jeff Duvall, A.J. Pollock. I'm a hard no on A.J. Pollock, but I could I could live with a, an
1: Adam Duvall reunion at Great American Ballpark. As much as you are a hard no on A.J. Pollock, I'm a hard yes on Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall checks all the boxes. He's good defensively, got a great arm, and he hits right-handed. He can play that platoon, and I don't think at this point in his career he's expecting an everyday starting position because that's just not what he's done for the last few years. So I think that they could bring him in on like a one-year, maybe a one-year with a team option, prove it type deal, and then maybe flip him if he's absolutely crazy hot in the first half of the season. But overall, you definitely have that platoon where he can play all three outfield positions. He can play center field in Great American Ballpark, and he played center field in Atlanta a little bit too. Absolutely. I, I I would love
0: to see it. It's another, you know, it's another one of those guys, Jeff, that the casual fan knows the casual fan recognizes the name and it would it would be something people might want to come out to see. Uh, listen, there's a whole side conversation going in the comment section. I I see you guys. I'm not going down this Trevor Bauer rabbit hole that's happening, but I do just want to say that uh, the comments that are saying that he's suspended, he he's ineligible. He's on the commissioner's ineligible list. He cannot be signed. He cannot play. Uh, That's that's where he is on this. Uh, The quirky picker, Chad, Chad, how are you? He's like, I'm here. What did I miss? You missed a lot. Make sure you check out the feeds. uh, When, uh, when these episodes post Dave Pemberton, Dave, how you doing? Glad to have you watching the episode, uh, says to Jeff, I think, because I wasn't here. You talked yesterday about extending India. Uh, what do you think a contract for that would look like? That's a really good question, Dave, because I think that India with his injuries and the, the weirdness of his injuries last season actually lowered his, his value just a touch and an extension for him probably wouldn't make sense until following 2023 uh, after he proves it a little bit.
1: I, I don't know the numbers, Jeff. What do you think? Uh, See, what would I you think, say? And too? this is what I said yesterday is I think him playing through those injuries was improving it. I think that he has proved that he deserves an extension because he is loyal and a leader on this franchise. But I, I think overall, I think you, a a successful extension, not what I think they could get, but an, a successful extension for him on his contract would be seven years. And I'd say, see if you can get him for twelve million a year. Um, I, I think that that would look like a huge raise right now. But in a couple of years, when I think his progression has gotten to the point that he is one of the better second basemen or slash, hopefully left fielders in all of baseball. He would turn into a bargain at 12 million. So I think seven years, 12 million a year, that would be amazing.
0: I think Reds win 77 is predicting India here. It was, it was just immediately following Pemberton's question. But Redswin 77 says, you know, it sounds crazy, but he thinks India could hit 30 or 40 home runs and a, a 270 average. 40 sounds a little on the high side for me. I think he's got a lot more gap power than just 40 bombs kind of power, but if this happens i'm all in and, and and to your point jeff yeah i i just i still struggle if if we only get to pick one hitter that gets extended do we do we give india that kind of deal or do we give it to tyler stevenson well I, I, and I'm, i
1: and this wasn't even of the guys of you know will it only be one i think it's just this offseason like this offseason you extend one guy next offseason you extend one or two guys because you'll have those contracts coming off the books from joey and 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 moose but i think it's a progression it's something that we talked about that you know the the braves have done a brilliant job of setting up waves setting up like a ladder where it's like okay this guy comes up this year this guy comes off next year and all this other stuff so i think that the reds need to start that this offseason and i think you start that with Jonathan India as a way of awarding him for what he's done for the franchise to this point. And also to kind of prove to him a little bit that he means something to this franchise. because so I think after the last couple of years of seeing Castellanos leave and seeing farmer leave and seeing all these guys either unceremoniously traded or, you know, sent to free agency with a gift bag and, and, and we're not calling you anymore type thing. Then he, you show him like, dude, we do value you because I think right now he's got to be thinking how long am I actually going to be here? Yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. Let's keep plowing through this. And I I love doing it this way, Jeff, because it almost we we seem very distracted because we just are jumping all over the place. It's almost (laughs) like squirrel, you know, but let's jump back to Joey Votto. Uh, Scott Campbell thinks we should only trade Joey Votto to Toronto. That would be a feel good story, Scott. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've we've all long speculated that that's the best fit. But, um, you know, at the end of the day and and. the the quirky picker Chad points this out as well. It's up to Joey. Uh, Joey has a full no trade clause. So at the end of the day, he will only go where he wants to go. And only if he wants to go, but I I'm with you. If, if he has to wear another uniform, if he has to go somewhere, I think I could live with watching him play first base for the Toronto blue Jays for a season or two and, and not be very broken up about it.
1: And I think, trying to understand the unknowable thing. And that is Joey Votto's brain. I think if you're picking any other franchise, that's not the reds that he would probably want to play for. I bet that would be at the top of the list.
0: Okay. So mother goose checks in now and is trying to start some crap and I am going to roll with it because I am not afraid. Would you be okay with a trade to say the Cardinals for Joey to have a chance to win a ring? Assuming the deal is right by the reds. No i don't, I don't care what deal. they're willing to give us in return i just i couldn't
1: bear it i, I could i couldn't bear it i, I don't think able, i don't think they'd take they that not. deal anyway they've already got a first baseman they're not, they don't they're not I,
0: it doesn't i i just doesn't matter this is like some crap starting comments right here and i am just no i will not embrace joey vado to the cardinals in <laughs> any way shape or form I, no no i can't no. think of another scenario that that's comparable to like that would be no It'd be like Joe Burrow going to the Steelers tomorrow. Like, no, we're yeah. not. It's just no, it's not happening. Just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. Sorry, my computer's running a little slow. Give me just a second, guys. Uh, they're not going to release Joey Votto. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> even if you want even if he wants out it's one of the best players
1: in franchise history they're not going to just no
0: so carlton carlton says he'd be okay with a trade to the Redbirds, and carlton is wrong we're not going to do that under any circumstances so this this Chad jumps in with what we were just talking about, Jeff, you know, India Stevenson, long-term deals, you know, what are the, what are the chances of it actually happening? If they lock up anybody long-term Chad believes slim to none in his opinion that they lock up anybody. I don't agree with this. I really do think they're going to leak. They're going to make an honest effort. I believe to lock up one hitter and one of the young pitchers for longer term deals. And then roster churn everybody else. Uh, For me, if Stevenson hits 35 or 40 home runs this coming season and plays a full year healthy, I think he's the guy that that they approach to lock up long term. Uh, India, uh, you know, subpar defensively at second base. You know, maybe if they move him to left field, it changes this conversation a little bit. But, you know, as things are, as they stand, all things being equal right now, both guys healthy in 2023, I go with Stevenson.
1: I do think that they will lock some folks up and and I mean even cuz we you know we talk about the Tampa model and all that other stuff even Tampa locked up Wander Franco like they locked him up for a long time too they got uh, I think it was like 11 years on that contract so this is something that even Tampa does in their model of you know constant roster churn and stuff like that so I definitely think it's going to be at least one I think that The Reds are going to try to marry the plan of the Braves and the Rays and and try to see if they can get a couple of more guys because there is an element that will always be until they sell the team of the Castellinis getting involved. And there's going to be a moment where the Castellinis go, hey, like I think I'd like to see this guy be around for a little bit longer. And so then they will pony up some kind of dollar sign to get that guy. But I think at the end of the day, we're seeing multiple people locked up long term.
0: Speaking of the Castellini's ponying up money, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy McFarlane wants to know why the reds don't just pay King Griffey jr. Off and get that salary off the books and kind of, you know, basically into this whole conversation about Ken getting his money. Listen, that's a big check. I think he still owes two or three more years. So we're talking three, six, $9 million. SOB, the SOB, the son of Bob, Phil Castellini would have to sell a lot of lettuce literally to write a check that big. He's not going to do it. And I think there's some other interests at play, Jimmy. I think that there's some interest payments attached to the money that's, you know, I don't think it would be in King Griffey jr's favor, to take a lump sum at this point. I think he makes a little bit more money on top of that just by it being paid out the way that it is. Because, I mean, your point, though, is well taken. I mean, you know, you could ask the same question in New York uh, with Cohen seemingly never running out of money. Why not just pay Bobby Bonilla off and end the Bobby Bonilla Day tweets that we get to see every year? I, I think that the player benefits from it being paid out on schedule. I think that's the reason why we don't see that.
1: This is kind of like that whole, uh, what's that thing that you always hear once a year, the publisher's clearing house, like when like so much money every month for the rest of your life or something like that. This is what King Griffey Jr. did like in his contract negotiation back when it was kind of popular to defer your money. He was like, look, I want to retire, but still have this amount of money coming in. So this is probably baked into his contract. Like, yes, you're paying me through this year so that I know like, you know, I can kind of build my life around the fact that I'm still getting some decent money. Tyler Dow,
0: Dolly Dow. I'm sorry. I'm screwing that up. Dolly,
1: Dolly, I think
0: Tyler, Tyler. Thanks for participating today. Sorry. I know I just butchered your last name, bro. I apologize. Uh, He says he'd love to see the Reds go after Brian Reynolds or Andrew Benintendi. If we're willing to part with a shortstop prospects, Reynolds is a switch hitter as well. Oh, this is not bad. I could, what do you think, Jeff?
1: I've got a hot take where it concerns Brian. I don't think the pirates are trading Brian Reynolds because every rumor that comes out about Brian Reynolds to say, okay, well, so-and-so contact, you know, this, that, and the other, it is always followed up with another thing that says, and they found out that the price was too high. Like apparently the price for Brian Reynolds is literally in the same ballpark as Juan Soto. And I'm sorry, Brian Reynolds is a good player. He's nowhere near as good as Juan Soto is. So I don't think they're ever going to do it i i think i agree with you i i am i i
0: don't think it's gonna happen and and you know sometimes teams structure a deal like okay yeah we're trying to accommodate you we're gonna try and trade you and then they go and ask for the world and they get to say hey we tried and and brian reynolds continues to play for them so
1: and i uh, said it was a hot I take. i don't think you. it's that hot of a take that's, it's really that's not me <laughs>
0: this goes back to what you were saying earlier in the week jeff carlton says he likes the sound of the center fielder from baltimore sounds like a great prospect but hate to to
1: hear the price
0: for him i don't know that it's that big a price i mean we're talking we what did we talk about we talked about a royo in that deal
1: you mean for mason r i think i i I think so yeah i think and, and it's and based on baseball trade values i think that r was only I think he was actually a little bit less on the value scale than where Edwin Arroyo is. So I'd be interested to see how that goes. I've also seen some folks talking about, hey, maybe they could make a trade for Joe Adele. Believe it or not, Joe Adele's value is far lower than any of the names that we've brought up so far. Like I think according to baseball trade values, Joe Adele's value is like 1.6. So to trade one of the guys that the Reds have right now, the Reds would need more than just joe adele in that trade and then the angels farm system is a whole bunch of pitching and not a lot else (laughs) because they what was it i think it was like the last two drafts they drafted like 20 pitchers or something it's crazy what they've been doing and like the reds with shortstops basically yeah yeah
0: hey jimmy mcfarlane keep them coming my friend uh he watched some highlights on uh diamondbacks outfielder alec thomas and thinks he looks like tj friedel um he's better than tj i think he's better than tj friedel i think that alec thomas would be an upgrade there um and and nothing against tj friedel but i think tj friedel is is a platoon guy Hmm. that is, is you know this this f troop and I bet they don't like being called that. We may need to move away (laughs) from that, but the F troop outfield, you know, if, if used correctly can be decent, Uh, but you're going to have to platoon
1: those guys. Uh, Alec Thomas might be able to play every day. Yes, I I think he will for sure. And and if you look, I, I think folks, whenever I brought up Alec Thomas, folks looked at last year's stats that I had kind of posted up as well. And they said, Oh, he's, he's just, he's not that good. That was his first year in the major leagues. If you look at all of his minor league stats, dude was phenomenal. His last year in AAA, he slashed 300, 400, 500. Like he is an absolutely phenomenal hitter. And he just hasn't, he's got to get it working at the major league level. I think it'll begin this season. And I think that he would be a guy you could build your outfield around for the next five to six years.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's right. I, you know, you sold me on this one and, it, and I mean, a couple of things
1: happened during that
0: episode. You turned me around on going out and getting this guy. And I finally figured out that you're a closet
1: diamondbacks fan.
0: So those two things alone <laughs> were, were great. I, I mean, I learned a lot in that episode, Jeff, I,
1: I really do appreciate you. for that. Fantasy tip for anybody get Christian <laughs> Walker next year. That guy was pretty good. There, that's there you go uh, austin boley checks
0: in jeff austin uh appreciate you listening appreciate you watching uh, if the reds sign coito will they be afraid to trade him mid-season uh, i wouldn't feel bad about trading Corey kluber but i might feel bad about trading johnny coito this is actually a great question mm-hmm.
1: um it's one I, I don't have an answer to. I'm, I'm not going to lie, because I think if you sign Johnny Cueto, it's also with the idea that you're not going to trade Johnny Cueto and that he's going so, to retire a red. I mean,
0: it would really ruin that whole feel-good <laughs> yeah. of the whole thing, wouldn't it, and, which makes yeah. me think that the Castellinis would absolutely do it. Um, you know, I, I would venture to say that before Johnny Cueto would sign with the Reds, there would be a conversation. Yep. Whether or not he was open to being traded, if he signs with Cincinnati as a, kind of a farewell tour for him, he may ask them for a no-trade clause. And if they really want, if they really want to have him, they'll have to give it to him. Uh, this is a great question, Austin. I I I don't know a hundred percent the answer, but I does that I, it change ruin your feelings the on
1: them signing him? Because it no, doesn't.
0: It, it doesn't. If if they have to give him a, a no-trade clause to do it then I still would like them to do it
1: yeah. uh I and agree he, and, and I know that and something if he doesn't
0: we, have a no trade clause and they trade him well that's just part of the game and right. it is what it is but
1: and I know that's I something we talked about like with the guy that we would want the Reds to sign him to a one-year deal with the idea that they could trade him for a prospect later on I, I think this is one one situation where I'm I'm kind of okay breaking that idea because I I don't want to be like. You know, can you think like there'll be a thought in the back of our mind if they sign Johnny Cueto and they trade him in the middle of the season? We're like, we're the team that traded Johnny Cueto twice. Like, mm, I don't think so. Especially <laughs> if he goes somewhere and goes like six or
0: seven and O oh with a you know two point four ERA, and we're yeah. all like. <laughs> What the heck is going on? All right. Carlton Van Hoy checks in, uh, says that forecast that had crews in center field was interesting. And I was saying this before we started recording Carlton. I was, I was talking to Jeff about this. I, I found it interesting as well. Um, Jeff doesn't seem to have a big problem with it. I don't like it. Um, there's, you know, I've talked a lot about moving Matt McClain to the outfield, and the reason that I don't have a problem with that is he's already an outfielder. He played outfielder mm-hmm. in Little League. He played outfielder in high school. He played outfield in college, and he can play outfield in the pros. It's not a stretch. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is the shortstop of the future, and there is really no good reason to move him to the outfield. And if for some reason they decide – because I do allow for the possibility that he's not done growing and he's not done bulking. And he may just eventually get too big to be an effective shortstop. I am not opposed to moving him to third base because that body type lends itself great to playing the hot corner and you make some adjustments that way. I don't, I just don't see, I don't see another let's move our surefire infield prospect to the outfield uh, where he's never played. I just, I don't see it.
1: Yeah. And and I can kind of see why baseball reference or baseball America um, did this because I mean his body tie definitely lends itself to more of an outfielder than a shortstop. But I also think that I mean, we we saw the value of having a top flight shortstop. The Giants paid a ton of money for a ton of years to get Carlos Correa. And that's been the theme of this offseason is how high can you go to pay for a shortstop? And if the Reds can get Elie De La Cruz and maybe after his first year, extend him for a long period of time, then you got your dude. You've got your key piece for the future. And the, the only pause that I have about moving him to the center field is just Nixon's Zell. Like I I'm, I'm scarred a little bit about moving an infielder to the outfielder. <laughs> and, and I don't necessarily know that I want to see it again this soon.
0: No. And it, it just, it's, It just doesn't make sense. I'm I just I can't I'm beating that a little bit, but it just it doesn't make sense. Andy checks in Jeff. Andy wants to know about the possibility of signing Jeter Downs. And I I think I saw you talking about this on Twitter yesterday.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, minor league deal invite to spring train. I could see that. I mean, he's he's always been a guy that just didn't have a huge ceiling. Like I I think everybody kind of thought he had a decent floor, but he wasn't really going to get much better. And the time that he got last season for the Red Sox, he hit a buck 50 like i mean he was the level of the same that we saw from our catchers last year so i don't necessarily know that there's a, a hurry to come and add him but i would like to see him on a minor league deal maybe they could uh recoup some value from that trade it's so funny though because looking at that trade from the red sox perspective where they trade mookie bets for um alex verdugo jeter downs and some catching prospect nobody cares about because they've never seen him in the major leagues. It's literally just mookie bets for Alex Verdugo. Like, oh my gosh,
0: that's <laughs> yeah, not not hard to figure out who won that trade. I don't yeah. think Jimmy McFarlane. Joey Gallo would hit the Toyota. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Carlton th- did not miss. Carlton did not miss a beat, Jeff. <laughs> it would be Gallo's only hit this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was, that was what Yankees fans were talking about. They're just like, holy crap, he hits long home runs and then strikes out for the next five days, and then he comes back and he hits another long home run. Like, I mean, honestly, he's kind of the professional version of Aquino with a little bit better ability to take a walk. I, I think that's really mm-hmm. what we're looking at there. So I think Joey Gallo's a name, but I think if you really were to look at his numbers, and maybe I'll do this when we talk about Jake Fraley on Monday, but if you look at his numbers, I don't think that he's very appealing.
0: Carlton also uh, weighed in and says that he doesn't think the reds want to win this year. And, and, but then I put this up, Jeff, because he goes to something yeah. we haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about. And that's imagine if the reds had won the lottery, uh, the draft lottery we're talking about. He uh, says drew would have been a, a huge get, but I did want to talk about the lottery for a second. Were you, were you bummed or bothered at the way that that went down? Did it? I mean, cause I being, being a lifelong Cincinnati sports fan I just automatically assumed we were gonna pick lower than where we were supposed to that's <laughs> yeah. just the way that was
1: gonna go but I mean I did think it was funny is it a big a deal
0: is it a big deal I I don't
1: know that it's that big of a deal I did I do remember back in August talking about it's like I saw the hashtag lose for cruise and I'm like oh yeah I can get on that let let's see if we can get a high probability of getting the number one pick and doug gray responded he's just like we've got as much a chance of being seventh as we got as being first and it's like doug Doug that's really the that's really the only pause that this gives me sorry doug i just i was like how is doug right about this but no i i look at this and i say look it's nice to be higher up in the first round but i low-key think the team with the seventh pick has just as much a chance as the team with the first pick on hitting on that pick because baseball is the one sport where the draft is not as much of a sure thing as it is in other sports. Like people in the NBA know when they get Victor, Wembanyama, they're going to be good. People in the NFL knew whenever the Bengals got Joe Burrow, they were good. Like, I don't know that whoever gets Dylan Cruz or, or Drew Cruz or whatever his name is for the number one overall pick, are, is that team going to be good whenever he comes to the major league? I don't know that.
0: And, and that's the thing. Major league baseball, the the first round picks, they're not starting opening day. It's they're right. just they're not starting opening day. It's not like football and
1: basketball. Four, so. six you know, years before you even see them. And that's the hardest part about the whole idea of draft and develop. When you tell your fans mm-hmm. that we're going to build the majority of our team from drafting and developing, you really gotta hit hard on the draft. And it's just such a crapshoot.
0: Danny new checks in and just talking about Jeter Downs, you know, says that Downs was hitting under 200 at triple a seems like a Billy Hamilton without the speed. Well,
1: wow. Ugh. That's a, that's, yeah. It's like saying that's lucky charms without the marshmallows. Like who's getting that cereal, <laughs>
0: right? Ronnie Snyder checks in about Joey Votto, Jeff, and says, hopefully, uh, the reds will keep Votto, uh, and he'll have a comeback player of the year award winning season. Uh, I agree with this i i mean we talk about this all the time never underestimate joseph daniel vado and for me uh i i'm in the camp of let's get him the comeback player of the year award i I hope that's how that plays out
1: i think it's more likely i think it's far more likely that he stays the entire year as a red and wins the comeback player of the year award as opposed to being traded like i i will stand by this like i like the thought exercise and that's why i wanted to talk about the comment from uh from kenneth but i also don't believe that there's a high chance of this i think it's less than 10 percent of chance it might be less than five percent of a chance that the reds would actually trade
0: i think that's hey, a comment man. for you right there kenneth is checking us out right now and and you say his name correctly listen folks if you're counting on anybody on this show to say a name correctly it's jeffrey Carr. it is not me uh I'm still trying to say Maley, Maley, Miley. Miley, Miley. Hey, I am trying yeah. Maley, Maley, right? You said Maley. You're saying Miley. the name right. But see, I don't I don't think it's right when I say it's wrong. That's why. Okay, listen. <laughs> I might be saying it the way he says is right, but it's wrong because it's Hawaiian and it's Miley. So Like my mom when she <laughs> tried to say cultural Pokemon. appropriation like
1: Pokémon, Pokemon, Pokemon.
0: Oh what God. was it? <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus. Great. Jimmy McFarlane (laughs) wants to know about bringing Donovan Solano back. Uh, Dude can hit. Yes, uh, he hits a little little bit above league average. And if we were going to have to only pay him league average, I think that would probably be okay. But Solano is going to go get paid somewhere. And I think he deserves it, you know, in in a season that was terrible for a lot of what was going on around him. He performed and he performed well. And I I just (laughs) don't see the Reds bringing him back.
1: I think it's funny how the free agent market has moved this offseason as a whole, because the urgency that Steve Cohen has interjected into every other team has actually created a very interesting offseason. Usually, I mean, in years past, we're sitting here right now and maybe two of those guys that have already signed have signed. Like in years mm. past, it was such a slow grind, a slow burn. And, and and you got somebody this week, somebody next week, maybe two weeks from now, you'll have somebody that didn't happen this year. And so I, I caught myself thinking this the other day. I'm like, man, can't believe Donovan Solano hasn't signed yet. And then I'm like, wait, it's not even Christmas. Like there's a really good chance that he signs in the month of January. There's a lot of these guys and like Corey Kluber and, and, and Johnny Cueto. And it's like, why are these guys still available? It's because there's still a lot of offseason left. So I, I definitely think Donovan Solano does get signed. He's probably a guy that signs like, you know, late January, early February as teams are still figuring out their roster. But I do believe that he goes to a contender still.
0: Before we move on, I just want to um, say that I'm shocked that none of you people watching have shouted out my fashion sense with the Bingles <laughs> Aloha shirt. I'm 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 actually a little bit ticked off about that. It. that's <laughs> a conversation for another day. This is a good question. Uh what happens with uh Christian Encarnacion Strand and Spencer Steer if Joey Votto stays around? I well, I don't think it impacts Spencer Steer at all. I think the Reds uh, envision Spencer Steer having a lot of time at third base in 2023 and then super utility around the world uh when de la cruz comes up when you know they're going to make the pieces fit uh steer is going to get full time at bats maybe not full time at one position uh ces i don't think sees the major leagues next year anyway and i don't think it matters see
1: that's interesting i think he gets called up around mid really really i, I really? think, I, I think do you, we will you really see. really think he's going to be season. up yeah i do so I where do.
0: where do you see him starting out of spring training
1: I don't know about third. I don't know about spring training, but I think eventually he's going to be the third baseman. I think that um, this, or, or this Mark, year 20, 2023.
0: Either. yeah, twenty 2020, twenty. So so do you see him in Louisville? Oh yeah, definitely the, to start the
1: season. He was in Louisville last year,
0: right? You see him? to was he? Could be I thought he was. I thought he was in Chattanooga. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. It's you know.
1: But yeah, I I think that I think that. Third base, third base is going to be interesting because you've moved Noel v. Marte there in the Arizona Fall League. So I think that they are preparing for him to play third base. And just like Baseball America said, he'll play third base as well. And CES is the first baseman in waiting. But I think that that does open up the opportunity to move Joey Votto to DH a little bit more. That's going to be the int- – and, and and I keep coming up with that's going to be the interesting thing. But when it comes to his future as the, as the Cincinnati Red – a how interested is he in staying for less money but also b i think that nick crawl is going to have the conversation with him okay if you come back you're probably going to be dh on a lot more than playing first base because we got some guys that can cover that bag a little bit better than you can and probably better than you have in the last like five or six years so i i think that the reds will be smart in that regard i I still think that Spencer Steer's best quality is going to be the Reds Ben Zobrist, so I don't think that that affects him at all. I agree with you there.
0: Okay, well, let's see how this plays out. Uh, Willie Bob thinks that uh, wants to know if the Reds go out and get a free agent. What's the number one position, and and who
1: do they get? Uh, Other than Plato, I think a relief pitcher. Like I really want an outfielder, but I just I don't know that they're going to do that i i, I feel I think like
0: outfield's the biggest need
1: it is the i think thing. if you're it's gonna go sign
0: bullpen. a free agent uh, yeah but
1: yeah but you're probably right bullpen I, I think that the bullpen it's it's almost like if you're a general manager in the sport of major league baseball you wake up every day and you're just like bullpen i gotta get i gotta get a bullpen guy. well no first i need coffee then i need a bullpen guy and, and that's just how they operate, because that's what every team always needs, whether it's the trade deadline, the offseason, whenever they always need more bullpen guys. And I think that the Reds will make a move to sign a bullpen guy because, you know, I mean, the last couple of years, whether or not they worked out, that's what they gave major league contracts to <clears throat> Sean Doolittle and Hunter Strickland.
0: Oh, Sean Doolittle
1: oh my god
0: crazy Carl 30 checks in and says uh that Joey Votto sent out a video of his rehab and his swings look way better than what uh crazy oh, Carl yeah. thought they would look like at this point and does some applause listen uh I was excited to see that Joey's swinging the bat a little bit and, and I agree with you I I, I think he's going to be ready for opening day I really do um there that was early on that was in doubt but I think he's going to be ready for opening
1: I think that there's going to be a 30 for 30 made about Joey Votto. And anytime he's injured, there's going to be a Rocky montage of him, like rehabbing, like he's, he's in a barn carrying trees or, or lifting a tractor or something. I don't know. Like he's literally doing everything he can possibly do. And it's like 110% more than I could ever do on like my best, most productive day ever. Like he's just that focused on getting back by opening day. I'm with you. I don't think he misses any time. Wayne checks in with us today. Wayne, thanks for uh, watching. He says he's excited
0: about the young talent that the Reds have. Uh, He remembers back to 1986 when all of the young players came up for the Reds and then they were a world champion in 1990. Maybe the Reds can catch lightning in the bottle again. Wayne, from your lips to God's ears, I am ready for another World Series.
1: Oh, yeah absolutely and i love wayne's enthusiasm as well because that's the hardest thing to sell right now because reds fans are watching other teams doing stuff they even saw the pirates sign a free agent and they're just like why aren't we doing that but that's not what their mantra was going to be at this offseason at all like i think that the reds are going to approach free agency and trades as if okay we've made most of the cake here. We're just trying to put the toppings on. And that's what the free agents and the trade moves are going to be, is putting the toppings on a well-made cake that's ready for the World Series. I don't think that they're there at all yet. So we're probably looking at next year, some more moves, and definitely uh, you know, the following years they're going to be more active. It's just this season is about how can they have as many open spots as possible for the young guys who are ready to play.
0: Kenneth checks in again and I put these up from time to time just because, but this is clearly about me. He says of all the locked on shows he takes in, including other sports, this is by far the best quality of information by a lot. Thank you, Kenneth. I appreciate that. You know, I don't let Jeff drag me down. I I do, do what I can do. No. Seriously, Kenneth, thank you. And, and all you guys that message yeah, us you. all the time and, 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 and shout out, you know, how great you think the show is. We really appreciate you. Uh, we continue to do this for you. Uh, you are what keeps us motivated. Uh, I'm still, I'm still jazzed from Reds Fest and all of the people that stopped us and came up and said hi and, and spent time talking baseball with us, Jeff. I, I just, I, I can't get enough of it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I always appreciate everybody shouting out that's it's a lot of fun getting to do this each and every day because i mean we're curious reds fans just like you and we are always going to bring uh the pulse we're going to try to bring the pulse of the fan base and what's going on with the team and what what the most important questions are and trying to give you our answers Listen, I know we're way over on time, Jeff, but I want to try and keep the comment section. You
0: guys are great today. You it's guys are just going off. I love it. Let's just roll for a little bit more. Ronnie Snyder uh, says, doing away with the shift will allow Joey Votto to hit between 285 and 300 this year. Listen, that's a real possibility. I think that the, the elimination of the shift has the potential to see batting averages, including Joey Votto's rise. Uh, the real wild card in this whole thing is how defenses actually play this thing. Because <clears throat> if you read the, the letter of the rule, uh, it just requires that when the pitcher starts to deliver his pitch, uh, there has to be two infielders on either side of second base with their toes in the dirt. Uh, Once that delivery starts, the way that I read the rule is there's nothing to say that the second baseman can't sprint out into short right and everybody can like pinwheel while the pitcher is delivering his pitch. So, you know, guys will be a little bit more out of position than they are when they just set up in the shift. But I don't necessarily think that it means we go back to 1980s baseball. So it's going to be interesting to see just exactly how this whole thing is implemented.
1: The only thing I might push back a little bit on is you gotta have a real darn athletic shortstop to make that work. I mean, Mike
0: Mustakis, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, put him back in second base. Uh, No, <laughs> the, I, you gotta have a real quick dude. I mean, you're talking about as the pitch is delivered, he's got to start running to to short right field or where or wherever they're going to, you know him at or maybe he runs over to the second base spot and the second baseman backs up a few steps but then you're also talking about how quickly is that ball hit you know what kind of pitches all this different stuff it will be interesting to see how teams deploy their outfield as well i've heard talk of you know bringing the right fielder in and moving the center fielder out more shading to right center field or even just in right field in general and turning the outfield into a shifted thing but overall i do think that hitting will be better but we will see some creative ways, especially from some managers that love the shift uh, of how they can still employ it.
0: All right, we're going to go try and get a little rapid here, Jeff. Michael Atwell also agrees with me that Jonathan India needs a healthy season. He thinks you're wrong, Jeff. I agree with Michael. Uh, Andrew checks in and says, if the Reds got Coito and Kluber and assuming that Lodolo and Green progress, you could actually have a French playoff team. I've been saying that all along, Jeff. I agree with Andrew. Uh, And he left out... uh, Graham Ashcraft as well in that that equation. Could you imagine a rotation of Ladolo, Green, Ashcraft, Kluber, and Cueto? That would be very. That that is a playoff team ish rotation.
1: Then you really could employ a six man rotation in that you could have the rookies Williamson and Stout starting like every ten to fifteen days, and then you could give your other guys a little bit of extra rest. That that would be intriguing to see. Um, I don't necessarily know if the Reds will do that, but that would make them. I would say I would definitely take the over on wins, whatever the uh, over (laughs) under total is. But I I think that they would be closer to an 81 win team.
0: Willie Bob wants to know about signing Andrew McCutcheon, which you and I were kind of on board with getting him. Was it two seasons ago that when we talked about that in the offseason? I like Andrew McCutcheon uh, in a in a platoon with one of the left handers in the outfield.
1: Whatever I said about Adam Duvall, insert that for Andrew McCutcheon. And actually McCutcheon is probably a little bit better defensively than Duvall is. So yeah, give him, the, he'd be the right hand of platoon to all the lefties in the outfield.
0: The idea of a dual MVP bobblehead for Votto and McCutcheon has to be enough for ownership to sign him. Andrew, this was a timely comment for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all well, about you could the do it, but then you'd have to put him in a pirate's uniform because he didn't win the MVP as a red. Oh, well, we could pretend, couldn't we? we could.
0: <laughs> All right, Jeff, tell us a story for just a second. Let me scroll these comments and find us like two more.
1: Oh, man. I, I just I really think looking forward to this season. Like I mentioned, I think CES comes up. I think probably September we'll see Noel Marte like I get this feeling and I, I've seen an article uh, in the inquiry from Bobby Nightingale talking about how Derek Johnson, you know, running the pitching, being the pitching coordinator for the franchise last year really has instilled this idea of if a dude is ready to get promoted, promote him. Let's not mess around. Let's not ask any more questions. Like when he, when we think he's ready, we're bringing him up. So I think that we will see a decent number more debuts this season, just from guys who have the talent and look like they're ready to go. I, I mean, I still think they're considering Jose Barrero's situation a little bit of promoting the guy too quickly, but I also know that there was plenty of underlying things in Barrero's minor league profile that was kind of hinting at the fact that he didn't have any plate discipline. I think the guys that we're looking at now, Marte's got plate discipline. CES, he's got plate discipline, and they've all got the talent to play at this level.
0: Let's do a couple more. Jeff Ronnie Snyder says he truly believes last year was a one-off. Uh, never in his lifetime was there been so many injuries to so many players, star players at that. This is going to be a turnaround of epic proportions. I I'm all in, Ronnie. Um, you know, I think I. I think 2023, they could be sneaky into the conversation for that last wild card spot. And I really do think 2024, I mean, I'm not just saying it because I'm trying to be optimistic or or rah-rah. I think in 2024, they could have one of the better records in baseball with one of the lowest payrolls. I think I, I
1: agree. There's a turnaround to come in. Those injuries were so key. I mean, how many? What was it at one point? We said there were 18 guys on the injured list. Like, come on. Even though the Reds weren't supposed to be that good last year, it doesn't matter how good a team, if the Dodgers had 18 guys on the injured list, they would have been flirting with not winning the division. So I, I just, yeah, I totally agree with Ryan. He's, he's got a good point. All right.
0: I got to find it again. There's a question about the bullpen and that's where we're going to wrap up. Uh, I lost it. Someone asked, how deep do we think the bullpen is? Uh, heading into 2023 i think the bullpen is a big big problem uh, just because there's so many unanswered questions about health uh, we don't know what lucas sims is going to look like we don't know when tj anton is going to get to pitch we don't know if gutierrez is going to contribute to the bullpen we don't know if tony santian is going to be a uh, good tony santian or bad tony santian uh, there's a lot of i don't know with this bullpen
1: yeah because the injuries that some of these guys are coming off of are not your run-of-the-mill stuff like obviously tj anton with a second tommy john you have lucas sims and tony Santion with back issues like they're not the cut and dry okay he strained something that thing is better now he's ready to pitch like the back stuff really concerns me with lucas sims and with tony Santion like how are they going to recover from what it is that they went through especially santian because santian was a dude that whenever he first hit the il they're like yeah this is precautionary we'll probably see him back in a couple of weeks and then we just never saw him again like he he was on the injury list for the rest of the season so the way that these guys can come back it's going to be a huge question mark throughout spring training is if they can stay healthy as they work themselves up ready for the season but also the fact that the bullpen was slightly a bit better last year. If you look at it, the way that they were better is that they were just replacement level. So, and and for the last couple of years, they've been way below replacement level. So where is the baseline for this bullpen? Because I don't think the floor is super high. I think there's quite a range of outcomes with this bullpen. And that gives me some pause. I think the thing that I'm frustrated most about by this
0: bullpen is that for the third year now, it's the weakest link. Uh, they haven't addressed this in multiple years and it it, it really bothers me and i hope that a lot of these guys come back healthy and perform but we you know poor chad you know he says hope is not a strategy one time and we beat it to death right you know shout out to our buddy chad dotson for me stealing his lines but here's where we're going to wrap it up for today jeffrey uh if my thing will quit scrolling here we go colton lets us know that the Reds will win 30 more games just because Hunter Strickland is not a closer. (laughs) And I think that is the optimistic
1: point to end the show on today. Wrap us up, Jeff. I like that, Carlton. That's pretty good. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on this Aloha live edition of the Lockdown Rud's podcast. Your questions, your comments, and and everything that you've got for us is always greatly appreciated. If this is your first time, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you click that bell to get notified whenever we go live. On Fridays, we're going to try to do this with more regularity. I know it's been um and now two weeks in a row that we've had this but we're going to try to continue the consistency here and also we've got plenty of content coming for you the offseason as the reds make moves as the reds do things to improve on this season uh we're going to be right here with you because we are what steve we are locked on
0: reds every single day we'll see you next time